And I'm Lou Fitz. And we are the Cultural Vacuums. Welcome to the show, everybody. We're back for another round of recommendations and reviews courtesy of our wonderful guests Mm. who fill us with knowledge about the stuff that we don't know because we're cultural airheads, Lou. A couple of cultural airheads trying to decipher a cultural world via very cultured individuals. scary world of arts and entertainment. How are you, brother? I see you wearing a suit. I'm wearing a suit because, pull back the curtain, people, uh, we had a plan. You you going to court? Uh, No, uh, we had a plan that we were going to both dress as suits for our wonderful guest who's coming up today. Yeah. In honour of... Hey, I don't want to start the show on a bad foot guys but some people have been let down around this table okay mm. uh lou and i have been friends for a long time okay and we have told each other many times that we're like brothers we love each other we wish each other happy birthday um <laughs> apart from maybe once or twice uh i even uh let lou round uh, to, uh mine at christmas one year uh, yeah, you did, because your family didn't want you uh, <laughs> and now i know why it's because he backs out and you fucking let me down at the football on the on sunday or wherever it well, was. Yeah, but it's for work. And I'm now sat here looking like, like a, a teacher. substitute teacher. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? But you're wearing jeans, jean, lovely jeans. I'll, I'll paint a picture for the listeners. A lovely pair of black jeans, trainers, uh, a green blazer, and a white checkered uh, button down. It's a real mismatch. <laughs> Dude, it's kind of like, yeah, I'd like, <clears throat> I feel like I could look. I don't know. You know Call what I'm going to say? Treps. I think I look cool, man. I think I look cool. The drip is fine these days. This could be your new look. It could be. Uh, yeah. I feel like I'm trying. I look really hard. Like, I, like the, our guest is going to come through. And he's probably just going to think, oh, I look like I'm trying to be like a, a 1980s stand-up comedian. I think he'll just cover his pants when he sees it. <laughs> Whoa, wow, that's insane. Uh, Lou, how's the cultural world been treating you or the non-cultural world? I'll be honest with you. Loneliness, so, how's so it going? No, I'm all right. Spirits are high. Size Alapram's kicking in. <laughs> um, but I've... Um, I've just been gigging, honestly. Since honestly, since the last time we were here last week, I've I've just been gigging. So I haven't had time to do anything. I went on a horrible date. Yes. Well, this is what I'm waiting for. Yeah. Went yeah. on a horrible date. Why was it horrible? Um, I felt like I was giving, and she wasn't. It lasted an hour. The date. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And so we met, and you know when you can already feel like a palpable tension. Do you know what I mean? Like we got there, and she ordered half pint, and I'm like, "All right, you're not, you're not." Part. You don't want to be. You don't want to yeah. be here. What are we doing? Have you got fucking something to, somewhere to be? She could be busy. Yeah. And then we were talking. Everything seems to be going fine. And then um, just says, "Oh, um, I'm going to go to the bathroom." And I said, "Oh, well, you, do you want me to get the next round while you're in there?" And she went, "No." And then ten minutes go by, and I'm just waiting, and she comes back and just says. I'm going to go get pizza and go home. Oh. And, but I couldn't really hear her. And, but I went, uh, uh, alone? <laughs> I know it sounds horribly creepy, but she just said, uh, yeah, and ended it. But yeah, I really wish I could get that hour back. Yeah. Just don't go. If you're not really, if you're already kind of like. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't. Because otherwise, what, you literally had to have probably opened with like the most cracking, romantic, wonderful, sweeper mm. off her feet line straight away. Yeah. But you didn't. And so she just well, sat in the toilet for 10 minutes. I felt... <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, she just, I went in there, checked in there, and she's gone through the window, hasn't she? Maybe I talked about myself too much, but I don't think I did. Do you know what it was? I think she was threatened by my success. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, that sounds like a very nice... I've not really done very much culturally, although I am reading a book, different vibe from what we've just been talking about, but it's sick, and I thoroughly there recommend it to people. Uh, it's a book called Top Girl by... 
Uh, uh, the author is Daniel Marin, and it is the scariest book I have listened to. Frightening. It is fucking terrifying. It's basically about a girl from like West London who went to a grammar school. Um, so she, I think she grew up on an estate, and then basically she became a drug runner and like worked in county lines and the stuff that she has seen is like legit so the reason it's called top girls because she was basically infatuated with top boys essentially like the show and she just starts becoming a drug a drug runner from right. the age of about 14 the real story yeah it's real and it's like some of the most harrowing things that she's like she talks about hmm. and like her own experience of like when she loses her virginity the age that she loses her virginity at to a 19 year old yeah. is terrifying and but it's insane it's so good it's one of those sh- it's one of those books that you're kind of like this is terror this is scary and also i really can't wait for them to turn this into a tv show or a series. But it's not written as like, uh, what's the book that you hide in the freezer when you're scared in Friends, uh, when Joe, um, The Shining. It's not like that oh, sort of frightening, is it? No, no, no. It, no, this is like more like, it's not like psychological kind of like, uh, or like a Goosebumps. It, it's more Goosebumps like... scary. It's not Goosebumps scary. <laughs> it's, it's not Goosebumps scary. I like to rub my hands on the front of Goosebumps uh, covers. Because they're grooved, isn't bubbly, it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very nice. Lou, who's our guest this week? Mm. This week, we have the one and only Mr. David Mills. David Mills. He's uh, an American actor, comedian. Uh, he's based here in London now. He's um, he's done six shows at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And, wow. and they've all been cracking. I just, I've seen two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen him around on the circuit. I thought we have to get him on. Looked up his old his credits. He was in a film with Meryl Streep in, uh, a couple no, of years no, ago. Yeah, yeah, which one? Florence Foster Jenkins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great film. Mm. Yeah, I haven't sweet. seen it, but I will ask him about it. And also, be BBC's Mandy. He was on. He was in Mandy with Diane. Morgan. Diane Morgan. Yeah. Really wow. Funny. So we've got a legit like actor as well as a comedian. Before we do speak to the wonderful David Mills, um, it's pasty bet time. So uh, David's on the show. We're going to talk to him about the stuff that he likes, but mm. we need to guess something that he will talk about uh and if he mentions it then one of us buys the other one a pasty now this week the pasty is none other than what about the 2017 brooklyn beckham photography book what i see <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i was surprised i don't even own a copy of that one. i don't know i've got two so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get that in every available format so you may get me the physical <laughs> copy but i'm also gonna get it on kindle i'm gonna get a poster book of it congratulations on getting married the other day uh uh what do you think david is gonna say the opera Ooh, okay yeah just I'm, I'm, I'm all, my money's i'm covering all even numbers i'm putting five on everything yeah all right Black opera's Jack a good one i feel like yeah he's a cultured learned man Aye. uh similarly to opera i think he's gone down this, a similar route uh i think he is a massive fan of the bill <laughs> the bill drama around every corner so ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the cultural vacuum david mills you might have been on the bill Have you seen Converse's have now started doing platforms? Convoy. Everyone's doing platforms. Everyone's doing platforms. Everyone's Sorry? doing platforms. Like, like, a, like a heel. A heel. Situ- a heel. Like a super thick sole. Spice Girls. They all yeah. used to wear them. Yeah. Like that goth kind of yes. thing. It's like crossover now. And it's like, and my girlfriend's going to get some. And I'm more, and she's already taller than me. Yeah, she's and, taller. And yeah. So now I just look But like, you know, I just bought these, right? Because I need new running shoes, right? Look at those fuck off. 
<laughs> soles, right? Where does your foot stop? Exactly. Oh, Where? Yeah. Like up here. Are they V? <laughs> <Not> really. <laughs> uh, uh, they're, I think, a Spanish brand called V-E-J-A. Cool. But those were like the smallest soles you find, yeah. wow. that you could find. Even like running shoes, they're like this. Fuck, they're fuck off massive. They used to be running shoes. Forrest Gump shoes. Oh, they are old, Forrest Gump shoes. Those are old days running. You yeah. know, yeah. running's moved on from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah. Running has moved People on. People are so fast now. It's much more techno technologically, you know. Are runners allowed certain type, like the air bubbles? Are they like marathon lads for people? Are they allowed... Do you not, they need the to spring. have a certain level of like springiness, right? Is that allowed though? Is that not against the rules? Like when you walk in those, do you feel like you are literally? You know, Where will it end? Hydraulics on the on the old sole? And that's a possibility. That's not a bad. I always wanted to have a go on the Blade Runners. The Blade Runners. Mm, yeah. I want to have a go, but I don't want to lose my legs. <laughs> I don't want to lose my legs. <laughs> I used to do this. Joke. <laughs> I don't lose my legs. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't want to do but, it. Why do we care about the Olympics? I fucking hate the Olympics. The do you guys not like it? It's always quite fun whenever it rolls the around every four years. The funding that goes into it. It's just like, who gives a fuck apart from the people that are in it? The people that are in it? I suppose so. But why, <laughs> why, why are my taxes paid for? Sorry, I like no, that. I mean, it's about it's about pretty bodies on TV, isn't it? It is. That's about good, good a, a great cost, Great bodies, great packs, great abs, yeah. great asses, and some nice costume. And, and that's just the weightlifting as well. Exactly. Yeah. The, just the curling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I, I think I watched the, the Winter Olympics this year with like a, a, a much more keener eye uh, in terms of like, like uh, sort of the Winter Olympians' bodies, in a sense, because obviously it's really fucking cold you like lycra no well the only the only ones that wear lycra are the speed skating ones yeah who look like oh my god torpedoes on they look like marvel yeah they villains. look like superheroes it's mad like but i think it's like fashion week but for the gym yeah. because it happens at winter olympics <laughs> and then you start seeing this stuff at the gym people wearing kind of more and more that kind of yeah. look whatever it is and i thought after 2012 in london i'll tell you what you couldn't walk down the street to see some old fat guy running but Literally, like her head to toe. Yeah. You know what I mean. You yes. cannot exercise Sponsored now by Nike without yes. a Marvel costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you just can't. It's so true. The world completely changed. I felt after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before it was all those the shell suits and stuff. That's yeah, what your dad would go loose, running out in now. loose clothing. Yeah, lo that's gone. <laughs> what loose wear? Yeah, loose yeah. wearing what you wear in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, it's not loose. Well, that's sportswear, isn't well, it? I feel like I've Tashini. gained. I feel like I've gained weight and it's getting tighter. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. That's the curse of, uh, you know, it's terrible. That's how you know a, a, an older gay man, that the T-shirt's too tight. <laughs> T-shirt's too tight. <laughs> right? The older gay guy, like, that T-shirt's a is that too tight? You shouldn't be wearing Could that Could there be a size between medium and large? Should we do, should, should that exist? I, I think that there should be, yeah. Because yeah. I tried, so the reason large. why I'm wearing like half a suit today is because the majority, the rest of it didn't work. I say the, uh, like, half a show suit. Off? <laughs> no, so we can work the, he pussied out. Um, but it's because the rest of it, so the, I tried to put on the, this is my wedding, I went to seven weddings last you year. You went to a oh, wedding wearing yeah. that? The, yes, dickhead. And uh, I you can wear jeans but to a the, wedding. No, I know. No, this is the thing. You, you can. can. You can. And it's have you been popular. to a wedding? <laughs> There's always some guy in a jacket with a t-shirt underneath. Always. Yes. Really? Right? Always. Very true. And they are usually the one, especially on the hot ones, one you're like, I wish I was wearing that, not this. Hmm. But I would well, uh, this is a three-piece originally. And Oof. someone said the word herringbone to me, which I still don't really know what that means. Yeah. I love herringbone. That's what this yeah. is essentially. And the 
legs uh, is gone. But yeah, the rest of it just doesn't fit because uh, oh, I've, yeah. I've enjoyed myself too much. So yeah, if there was a size in between medium and lo- uh, large and actually large and XL, that'd be useful. Well, I think you look wonderful. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I think it looks great. Yeah, yeah, Would yeah, you yeah. consider yourself a cultural bunny, David? A cultural bunny? Yeah. <laughs> I don't Hopping consider around. myself a bunny. Hopping around. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I, what I, culture wherever you go? You know, I'm across shit. I, I pay attention. David has um, attention. A, a newsletter, would you say? Mm-hmm. A, 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 I, I would say. Oh, yeah. what, it's called Quality Time. It's called Quality Time. On, yeah. It's on Get Review. So David is cultural. Yes. He's being modest. If there is one you sector are. that you were like, okay, so we always start with like the kind of like what you've been into like recently. And it mm. obviously it could be spans all of the arts and entertainment, but like what's stuff that you think people should be checking out that you've enjoyed recently? Well, I'm into the same shit I've always been into. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I just go deeper and deeper. Yeah. So uh, K pop. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, gospel music. Yes. And um, biographies. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like to, if I read something, I like it to be a biography. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm the same. I find it a lot easier to sort of uh, fo- keep focused on the book if it's a biography. Mm. Or, you know, or, or even a film, actually, sometimes if they're is biographical. Is there anyone in particular? That, yeah, who are we talking? Talk? Is it comedians, writers, actors? No, not comedians. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> no, I don't, I don't follow comedians. But I, I, um, the good one that I read recently, Viv Albertine of The Slits. Oh, did you, did you know the Slits? They I were like a seventies punk band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighties sort of punk band, and um, yeah, yeah, they were an all girl uh, uh, punk band. Oh, and she was really cool, kind of working class kid. Went to art school in like the seventies, eighties. Hung out with the Sex Pistols. Hung out with everybody as they were coming uh, up. Okay, yeah. And uh, she's got this great book called. It's called Close, 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 Music, 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 Boys, Boys, Boys. <laughs> and it's all her, you know, running around and all the parties. And I, those are the kind of biographies I like. When yeah, people run yeah, around yeah. a lot and they go to a lot of parties. They drop a lot of names. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. In. I'm in. <laughs> a lot of names, a lot of drugs back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that sort of All shit. the parties I miss. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, yeah. Is that sort of like, is that scene, that kind of like Sex Pistols sort of like punk scene, where you kind of like into that? Is that always been Not sort of Not particularly, no. Okay. Uh, I, I was sort of, there was a tiny bit before me, I was a little bit more new wave yeah. and um, new okay. romantics and stuff like that. In the oh, 80s, okay. Like yeah, Duran yeah, yeah. and Culture Club and that era. But yeah. that was all inspired by the punks. And um, in fact, over the pandemic, I read this massive fuck off book about the new romantics, like a, a, a kind of definitive story about that era. Yeah. Written by um, Dylan Jones, who was for many years and still maybe the editor of GQ magazine. Oh. And he came up in that era as well. And all the names you know, Brian Ferry was super important in that era. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, oh, like Roxy Music and Roxy stuff. Roxy Music, yeah. exactly. Super important. And, um, the guy behind the Sex Pistols and oh, Malcolm Westwood, Malcolm McLaren. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Super important. So really, really interesting and really got my head around that. Yeah. Or sort of got into, you know, for that moment. I can't retain anything. Right. Yeah. But yeah. in that moment, I was really like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, into. yeah. And so like K-pop. Well, I'm, I'm more of, I think, what they call second generation K-pop. Okay. I right. think we're now... In the fourth generation. Okay. So my era was like the 2000s, late 2000s, early 2000s. Yeah. Tens. Right. Into into the late 2010s. I'm not, you know, like I can I can get with BTS, but BTS to me feels super kind of watered down. Yeah. 
kind of um, what's his name? Like an like an American sound, like Smooth Silk. What's that guy's name? Bruno Mars. It's very Bruno oh, Mars. Sorry. It's very okay, Bruno yeah, Mars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're gonna have to feed us because we are thick. I know Bruno Mars. <laughs> yeah. So BTS sounds very that kind of like Bruno Mars, which yeah. is always great. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's on the yeah. Background and all this stuff, but but. I, the 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 K-pop I like is is much more diverse than that. It really has a lot of, lots of it's lots of Michael Jackson really inspired. Yeah, and it's lots of like um, dance music, and it's all it's real hodgepodge. Who's like the sort of the big one from that kind of like first second generation that you're saying? That well, you're the big the, the kings of K-pop, of course, are Super Junior. Super Junior. Super Junior. Oh, I've yeah. never, I, yeah, I've never really got into it. Like, not that I, but one of the, mainly because of those things. I've just like never, never attempted to like listen to it. Or anything but you like have that. to like pop music. Yeah, yeah. You have okay. to really like pop music. Really, that kind of like Swedish sound, all that stuff that comes out of Sweden, that yeah. Britney kind of stuff, all that. It's all inspired by that stuff. Oh. My friend Emma writes K-pop. She lives here in London, but she writes for some of the biggest sure. stars over there. Yeah, lots of their 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 writers are. European. The the really? no, obviously she, she doesn't write the Korean. She doesn't speak Korean, but she the and then yeah, they the translate music. it and yeah. stuff. It's amazing. I think it's so fascinating. South Korea. And I watched a documentary about it, and it was the 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 creation of a band, and I can't remember the name of it, but they're well known. But it's almost like the marketing behind it and the auditioning behind it is so. It, it felt like Spice Girls. This I recently watched a Spice Girls documentary. I was under the impression that Spice Girls were just mates, got together, blah, blah, no. blah. No, no, no. They were in a room. But the other people that were interviewing in this room were like Davina McCall, uh, Amanda Holden. They were also going up for the same. Oh, were they? Well, don't quote me on it, but yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> no, I think Amanda Holden did try to be. Yeah, in yeah, Spice yeah. They were, they were in this. Do- and what's his name? The guy that started the Spice Simon. Simon. Weller. Yeah, him. Yeah. He, yeah, and it was so mechanic and it doesn't. Underneath it, there was like a, mm, but you're doing it because you don't love it. I don't know. It's, it's a commercial. Yes. Yeah, it's a is, money that, yeah, is that it's something that I need thing. to just forget about if I'm trying to in- involve myself in K-pop? Yeah. <laughs> right. Why gospel? Yeah. Was the gospel like Church a big going part of your... boy? Yeah. I, we're, I grew up Catholic, yeah. so that's not really a gospel world, mm. Catholicism, mm. but... Um, you know, I mean, I think I was thinking about you because you spent time in the U.S. as well. Yeah. And gospel music well, Florida. is... Florida. <laughs> I did too. I did too. Okay. <laughs> I lived in D.C. for a oh, right. years, yeah. Well, I'm sure there's a big gospel scene. Oh, yeah, that, that was massive. Yeah, yeah Gospel's yeah. kind of around in the U.S. in the way that I it's not it. here. Yes, you know? it what is very true. And um, so, it's you know, whenever there's like a presidential inauguration or the 4th of July or even even they just did the country music awards <laughs> and they brought back some big uh 90s act who a mother daughter act called the Judds and um, <laughs> brilliant brilliant and their famous song was love can bring a build build a bridge so this yeah. is the first time they performed in 20 years or something well of course the gospel choir, mid-song, the gospel choir comes out. You know. Rising so, up from the stage. Yeah, yeah. So gospel's kind of like around a lot in the U.S. Because I was thinking, I sort of anticipated the question, this question, how did I get into it? Yeah. So so it's a little bit in the ether to begin with, yeah. right? But then I think as a kid, I was really into uh, 80s Broadway musicals. And one of those musicals was Dreamgirls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's not a gospel musical, but mm. there was a singer in it by the name of Jennifer Holliday. She played the the role that Jennifer Hudson played in the movie and won the, oh, the, the Oscar, Oscar for it. Yeah, right, yeah. right. And that famous song, I'm Telling You I'm Not Going, yeah. that they always do on The Voice. Yes, or, yes, you know, yeah. And, and yeah. That was her song. I mean, she, that song wouldn't be yeah around without jennifer holiday and it's worth going on to the new york times website and seeing the review 
for Dreamgirls at, you know, uh, on Broadway, the, the opening night or whatever. Very famous review talked about Jennifer Holiday and the way it changed, changed music, changed Broadway, the, the, this performance that she gave. Yeah. Anyway, so she had this sort of big gospel sound. And I had that album. Right. And it just kind of blew me away. And so then I started, you know, th this is also in the days when, you know, you had to go to a record store. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know, you'd listen to shit on the radio and then you'd go to the record store and maybe you'd see that record. But there were t and you had to literally go like this through the record. Yeah, got it, got it, got it, got and it. And pick up something that you had never heard. Yeah. Just from the cover. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, this looks interesting. So a lot of that stuff was so interesting about that era. Like, I didn't, of course, I didn't have any money. Yeah. But I had a little bit of money from my paper route or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. And I would buy these records. And some of that shit that I just discovered, you know, that I didn't even know what it was, but it had a cool cover. Yeah, yeah. I still listen to on Spotify today. Right. And now you try and get me to pay for fucking new music that I haven't heard. <laughs> you know what I mean? No way. No way. But back then, I was throwing money at shit I'd never heard. And I'm still listening to some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. But anyway, so I, I just started discovering more and more about gospel. And then when HBO started, yeah. it was a paid service oh, yeah. that like a, like an extra cable channel. And my family got HBO. And one of a documentary that came out in the 70s, which now you can see on YouTube, is called Say Amen Somebody. And it's about the gospel circuit in, I don't know, Detroit or right. somewhere like that, yeah. right? Oh my God, it blew me away. And I got the double album. And that is truly, the I mean, something that I will listen to until I, I die. Gives you all the feels. All the feels and yeah. just the craft. You know, the, these performers, are they've got the craft of the preacher, they've got the craft of the singer, they, yeah. they can bring it down real low and emotional and then they can bring it real yeah, high. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, yeah, just the yeah. emotional journey of one song is amazing. And they're also, they're also kind of funny and the, the one that I, I actually made you guys a playlist. But anyway, <laughs> really? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Thank you. We'll, Thank we'll you. definitely <laughs> that out. But one of them that just is just so great is called Jesus Dropped the Charges. And it's all this whole story about how Jesus, how I was guilty, but Jesus dropped the charges. Right. Yeah. I mean, super hilarious. Yeah, 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 level, yeah. You know? and, um, and I'm always really inspired by, I want to be careful here because sometimes it's really terrifying, but I, I can be really inspired by religious devotion yes. people who are devoted and, and yeah it, it kind of you know that faith my mother was someone who had faith and so it's i just i just remember in her life it was like this kind of like thing that was kind of she wasn't like a bible bash or anything no yeah yeah but it, it really kind of supported her in tough times yeah yeah i think amazing. that's like why it's like for me for gospel uh i think my kind of first uh sort of like introduction to it was when i was a kid and also on the kind of like drew them by faith was literally sister act and oh yeah which has great gospel insanely in it. good yeah. songs that and the second one as well with like lauren hill in it and uh the bits in uh, blues brothers where they go oh like james God. brown's the minister and they're yeah. all like flying all over the shit and you're yeah. like this is fucking the sickest thing ever <laughs> but you know there's so much gospel in black music mm. you know r&b soul yeah. the blues all that i mean so much of that is gospel and country music as well i mean yeah. there's a lot of white gospel that i also really like which is really the kind of white gospel i like is real kind of Appalachian, yeah. um, 
backwoodsy real yeah. Dolly Parton actually yeah, yeah grew yeah. up in the mountains it's so just like and... K-pop countries become well with Nashville it, it, that's a creation of itself and I, I feel like that's the I love country I, I'm very much into it and there's a there's a, a guy called Zach Williams I think and he went to a prison to sing and I listened to that one quite on repeat and he does a very performance Johnny Cash, it, it? I suppose so but it was because Johnny Cash sort of w when he was doing those gigs he was like I'm one of you whereas this guy is uh, sort of I'm um, your paid entertainment for the night <laughs> he's sort of <laughs> yeah. please enjoy me and don't throw anything at me stay behind the line <laughs> behind like chicken wire and shit like that yeah. I've got an old church choir in my soul yeah. shit like that I love all that shit that's lovely, cool lovely, lovely it's so yeah I always think that's very kind of like very kind of like Americana like classically kind of like you just wouldn't really get that sort of stuff I feel like over Anglicanism here. doesn't it's not as cool it's like whenever you see a, a priest with an electric guitar you're like fuck <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not a huge fan of that either. But you, I mean, for say what you will about Meghan Markle and all that, I'm not a fan. But I thought her wedding was great, and there was that oh, gospel yeah. choir at yeah. her wedding, which felt very British, a British expression yeah. of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh which yeah. I thought was a really good example of how gospel can work in this country. You know, no, it's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, so uh, how old were you when you kind of? Because you said you were like the paper round stuff like that. So when you, because we always sort of say that the music that you kind of start listening to when you're in your teens mm. is the stuff that stays when you're angry yeah, and young. Yeah, I think that's right. But maybe like before that, like, do you remember when you were like quite young and you were kind of first watching TV or listening to music? Like, what, what you know, pre-teens? Could you come I mean, disco. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So who are we talking? Like Gloria Gaynor. Oh, nice. Uh, Sister Sledge. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Anita Ward. Yeah. Uh, Ring My Bell, Anita Ward. Um, uh, oh, no, Alicia Bridges. That was Alicia Bridges was I Love the Nightlife. Right. Anita yeah. Ward was Ring My Bell. Um, Evelyn Champagne King. Was this, you know, wow. So with you and your friends, was that common or were you going against the zeitgeist? Um, I mean, it was on the radio, but my friends were a little bit, and my brother, they were a little more like Kiss. Okay, oh, really? Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And the glam rock um, scenes. Yeah, glam off. rock. Also, Elton John. My brother's a big Elton John fan. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I got into that early on. My dad was always country, so we always had a lot of Willie Nelson around. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Kingston Trio, which is from like the 50s, early 60s. Actually, you should, like, if you like country, you yeah. should listen to the Kingston Trio. They're great. A little, little more folk. I was a big Kenny Rogers fan. Oh, I love Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that again because I think it was Kenny Rogers who pops up. If one of his songs pops up in like. <laughs> Um, the Big Lebowski. So basically, I went. I did a deep dive. It's one of those things. Like when you watch films in the nineties and being made by people who are using their favorite songs from the seventies when right. growing up, right. and you just go back and you just like we're able to kind of traipse back through the back catalogs and realize, oh, Kenny Rogers is has been around forever. Oh <laughs> like, well, that's real Tarantino as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's always great soundtracks in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, so I was always wondering because like. TV back in the, like those those days, like what what you know was there much or was it more kind of like listen to records and kind of go? There was a lot of music or... on TV. There was a lot of variety shows, yeah, which they also had here. There was a lot of variety on TV here, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you'd get your comedy, you'd get a big dance number, you'd get a band, yeah, you know, you'd get the kind of. And, and, you know, I think that kind of variety TV stuff really inspired me as an act as well. I yeah. think my style well, you're is a cabaret kind of, performer, right? I'm a cabaret performer, but even when I do stand up, it kind of, I, I see a connection to that stuff. And yeah. when, I, when people are like, oh, who are the comedians you like? And I'm like, oh, well, uh, Paul Lind from the 70s. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like people who, who were doing stand up way the fuck back then. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Joan Rivers was an example of someone who took that style into 
more mainstream. contemporary place, right? Yeah, yeah. But a lot of those people, and those people had already been around 20, 30 years. Yeah. Sure, yeah. You know? The slickness, the professionalism to it. Yeah. Uh, I suppose is what is the showmanship. The showmanship. Okay. It's, it feels showbiz. You showbiz. know what I mean? Showbiz. It doesn't, it, it's a little bit less kind of, um, you know, I'm on a, 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 I'm one a, of you. Yeah, it's less I'm one of you, and also it's a little bit less like I'm at a college, you know, yeah. university gig, and they're filming it and putting it on Netflix. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah, it feels yeah. a little bit like, well, okay, let's elevate. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. Bit. yeah. Respect yeah. yourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Josh, are you coming to my next previews? Uh, it depends when they are. Oh, wait. Shall I tell you? Yes. All right. I'll do. <laughs> Why not? What a best time to do sure. it. Twenty um, fifth. Oh, this is. These are previews for my Edin my debut Edinburgh hour, uh, Lufit Soft Lad, which is going to Edinburgh. By the way. Josh, we're going to Edinburgh. We won't let you forget it's going to Edinburgh, people. Gilded Balloon, 7 o'clock. Tickets are available next week. Gilded Balloon, which if you've never been to Edinburgh, is actually a hot air balloon that they <laughs> rise above the city and lose uh, breath is actually the thing that heats it. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Go on. Uh, so I have previews for this. Uh, it's old notes and all on stage uh, coming up and around the country. So 25th of April, uh, April, we're at uh, Aces and Eights up in Tufnell Park. You come in? Uh, sweet. Twenty first of May, twenty second of May, and twenty fourth of May. Big man's in Brighton. Josh, are you coming? No. Ah, so the electric arcade. There is a free ticket there. Yeah, a couple yeah, of free tickets. Thirtieth of May. Big man's back at Aces. Josh, could you come second time? No. Ah, bollocks. All right, that's all. I'll let people know. And then is a good one. Falmouth, second of July. <laughs> Fancy that one? Not going to Falmouth. <laughs> What we like to call it is like comfort culture that you kind of find yourself kind of coming back to quite a lot. Like it's just there for you. It's your safe place in a way. It's your God. <laughs> yeah, that's who you're singing to in the choir. Yeah, really. If not, if not God. If not God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your yeah. God. Um, you know, I didn't think hard enough about this question. And I think I, um, you know, I do a lot of YouTube I go back to that place with Variety TV. You know, yeah. I look at a lot of that. Really? I, I, old school stuff. Old school American Variety TV. I look at a lot of um, Rai Uno. Do you know Rai Uno? Tell me. Rai Uno is like uh, the Channel 4 or the BBC 2 of Italy. Okay. So yeah. they've got a lot of great Italian singers, pop stars, singers, etc. in black and white from like, 19, you know, like 1960s into like the early 70s. Ooh. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the outfits are really great and the music's really great. And so I, I do a bit of that. Oh, yeah. Um, Put it on the background. Yeah. Mina Mazzini. Oh. Mina Mazzini. There's a song that, you know. Um, <laughs> it, could be, it sounds like an American football player. Mina Mazzini. Mina Mazzini. <laughs> so she was this kind of Italian Madonna of her era. Right. And in the, in the 60s into the 70s, she shaved her eyebrows. That was her big thing. She shaved her eyebrows. And she had blonde hair. Yeah. Right. She was super sexy. And... Um, You'll know, you may know the Shirley Bassey song, Never, 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 da da da. Uh, da, yeah. da. Well, that was actually an Italian song called Grande, Grande, Grande. That uh, bitch. Exactly. Stole it from <laughs> Stole it from Does Mina Mazzini. Does she know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mina Mazzini knew. Oh. They all knew. There was a lot more of that back then, anyway. Just stealing yeah. it. Well, re recording it, like other people recording. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Color Black famously recorded all of Dionne Warwick's 
hits oh, yeah. here That's in the a UK. That's a big accusation you've just well, made about Arsenal there, David. <laughs> okay. Okay, brother. Lou, Lou doesn't Watch un- it. Lou doesn't Ooh. understand homages or anything Watch like that. It. It's all just like, you stole it. You stole it straight well, up. Well, so that's what's the other part as well, actually. Silver Black. So, oh, blind, oh, was it blind Date? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I mean, I know it. Oh, you've never seen month. Blind Date? I know of it. Oh, I used to I watch that with my mum. It was my dream to go on Blind Date. <laughs> Still could happen. Reveal the thing back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Panic. I was like, tonight they're going out to Shepherd's Bruce. That's what oh, yeah. It was always a, a, Nice a... to see us, Bruce. Anyway, we're talking about... <laughs> Nina Mazzini. Anyway, so she's got this great grande, grande, grande. I recommend go on, big, big, try big. and watch that. Yep, big, big, big. <laughs> um, you know, Why don't you shave her Costa Coffee. Grande, 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 grande. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Three. <laughs> <laughs> it's date night time. It's You're taking night. me and Josh out on the oh, town. God, here we go. <laughs> I've got a few spots that I... Like I like to always have a few spots that are a little bit under, not underground, I, but like maybe off, like people don't know about so much. So I can surprise people like, oh, here's a place you haven't been. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Love that. You know, somewhere, some some of the serves drinks, obviously. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So I've got a few of those <laughs> around London that I, I would go to. But you don't want to tell us. No, I'm not. <laughs> but we're not that's yeah, yeah. No, okay, I don't want yeah. you to know. We can't favorite, wait until it They're probably super cheesy as well. <laughs> Are they? Yeah. Dog, you know, dog like, and junkyard. You've heard of Whiteleys, right? Okay, they're, they're, no, they're, no, no, no. I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute. You haven't seen Whiteleys until... No. What's Whiteleys? Uh, Whiteleys is kind of this terrible department store in West London. Do you know it? Oh, I thought I was thinking of uh, the sports shop in uh, that used to be in the Piccadilly. Oh, what's that called? Um, white, white, Lily White, Lily White, <laughs> Lily White. Right? Yeah, yeah it's the same kind. It's not not unlike. Go on there and look at the tennis. Anyway, um, but I like God's own junkyard. That's but that that's been that's overexposed exactly, now. That's what I'm saying. It? But it's those kinds of things, I try and try and have a few of those in my back pocket. But that's you, the one you don't important. want to tell us where they are. Well, I've got one. I mean, it's not even that nice, but. One time, you know, because I live in King's Cross, right? But they, there's this crescent mm-hmm. in King's Cross, a tiny little crescent, yeah. little, just off Cali Road. Little crescent. And sometimes I wait by the bus there, and there's a doorway, and I notice this great neon sign. You know how sometimes, sometimes there's a window above the door, sex shop, oh, yeah. right? And then there's this neon sign, just a white neon sign, it's like a, just a, like a crescent, very mm-hmm. simple, very like elegant. I thought, mm-hmm. oh, what is that? I, what is that? So then I went over and I found it. Anyway, it's this drinking club, but you have to join. Well, all right. So somehow I found out. Yeah. I mean, anyone can join. I just said, and this was a few years ago. Maybe it's more difficult now, although I don't think it is. And I just went online. I paid 35 quid, joined. And then uh, I went down there and they gave me this little keychain that I keep on my keychain so I can just go in anytime when I, I want. And so I can bring friends there. And That's so there. cool. So and it's, members, it's, open, like it's like a members club. club, but it's open like on oh. the weekends to like 4 a.m. in the morning. And in King's Cross, there's no idea drink. I was going to say, yeah. Apart from like, unless you want to go into the hurricane rooms and play fucking shit pool for like, that stays open until like two. O'Neill's, right. always a favorite. Yeah, I was going to say, O'Neill's, the hurricane we'll rooms, all the weather spoons. <laughs> yeah. All the British Library. You know, that's basically what yeah. you got. So I used to live in Bethnal Green, right? And um, I don't know if you know, but there's the rail, the, the railway, or the, the train tracks go right through Bethnal Green. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, by yeah. Bethnal Green Station. Yes, yes, yes. And if you come out of Bethnal Green Station, then you go down Bethnal Green Road and then you look. Big pavements. Bethnal Green. Big pa- Well, there has to be because it's a busy yeah. old, busy anyway, old street. Sorry, I, d- I derailed that for no reason. No, that's all right. Jump in at any point. Anyway, so you walk down and then you turn to the left and there's 
the railway arches, right? So one time I was at this late, late at night at some um, London gay club garbage, you know. Garbage. (laughs) And then these friends were like, hey, we're going to this place in Bethnal Green. Do you want to come? I was like, yeah, I'll come. I lived right there anyway. Late, you know, it was late. So we go, and again, it was one of these... And they let us in. Well, I mean, this was like this crazy, I don't want to mean crazy busy because it wasn't that busy, but crazy like this is insane. Weird kind of all all gendered sex den, oh, right, oh, with a bar. Oh, yeah. And then like an upstairs, some sort of upstairs rickety old stairs that you do go upstairs, the upstairs bit. And there's a guy in a wheelchair up there. I thought, how the fuck did they get him up there? Anyway. <laughs> And then literally there was like one of these, you know, like a, like a day bed, but no, like a couch, but no side thing. Yeah. Just like a flat. A futon. No, kind of like a futon, but like Chesterfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a mattress on four, right? Sounds, but not, not sounds, a mattress. Sounds gross. No, not <laughs> nicer than that. Not okay, nice. Okay. It's like a stool, it's but nice, a bed it's nice. Like a stool, like a stool, but bed size. A big sexy stool. Got you. Anyway. <laughs> and there were there was a woman on there on her hands and knees. Oh God! And a guy, some old guy with stringly long hair, like on a stool right by the end of the bed, and a bowl of water here, and a razor. And he took the razor in the bowl, and he's just shaving <laughs> behind her. And everyone's sitting around smoking. This is back when you could smoke. Smoke, ha 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 ha. Just shaving her private parts. <laughs> and then she got up and another woman came and did the same thing. He's just shaving, shaving, shaving. I was like, you know, anyway, blah, 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 blah. It was. What did they have on I draft? Felt so. <laughs> yeah, what did they have on draft? <laughs> I, I don't think they had draft. That's they the problem with these members clubs. It's all bottles. Exactly. But I, <laughs> in paper cups as well. Uh, you know, that's when you go to those places and you feel like, oh, now I'm in it. Yeah, I'm like, in uh, it. I found it. Yeah. I found it. I'm one of them. I'm in it. The, the, center, the center of it in London. <laughs> yeah. That's so London, funny. this is it. This is it. Around, yeah. I'm, around. I'm here. Me. Yeah. That's, yeah, that that is from my little town in Mountaintop, Pennsylvania, <laughs> in a basement, I'm watching in a, a railway arch, a woman getting shaved in London. There's a guy in a wheelchair what? upstairs. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> sounds terrifying. Um, I, you know what? I it think, was. I mean, this was again like it in sounds the like you went to a sex show, David, like a really niche sex show. It was a sex show. <laughs> I, it was. It felt much more like a party than a sex show. Yeah, because right? it's smoking. Because of the smoke. <laughs> kids do that. That's what the cool kids do. It's Absolutely. They smoke indoors. Actually, that is kind of true. If you do go to a place and they are still smoking indoors, you do You're again. Like, oh my God. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm in the coolest place <laughs> in town. Coolest, yeah. I'm with the cool kids. <laughs> That's, That's what we need. Shaved pubes and cigarettes. Hello. I just, you know, I'm sorry. And Jade Adams says it too. Smoking's cool. It is. It's cool. Oh, I'm sorry. You. It's cool. I know it's killing me. <laughs> It's cool. And I don't do it all the time, but I do it when I want to be cool. Yeah, yeah, I often yeah. carry a lighter. I, I, I'm not smoking. I don't that, smoke, yeah. really. But then I've just, I've just got it so I can offer it to people and make friends. I always think it's a good, idea. A good idea. Yeah. Isn't it? They always said it's a good icebreaker. It's like if you're ever in a smoking area, at, like especially when you're at uni or just at a busy place, just go into the smoking area, you'll meet friends for life. In comparison to inside the club where you're shouting into everyone's ear and stuff. What's something that you are like, we like to say ashamed, but something that you kind of feel is like a guilty pleasure. Yeah, slash shame. I like a real Hollywood um, blockbuster 
disaster film. Oh. Okay. You know, like when they're running and the earth is falling. Yeah, yeah. That moment, you know, with like Matt Damon and a child. <laughs> that, you know, jumping. Yeah, I love All that. that shit. Yeah. The, the acting is always terrible. Yeah. yeah. The Rock has a good few of them where he's just He's sort of terrible. taking Manto as like top Mr. Disaster, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jumanji. Yeah. I don't, I don't need a dinosaur. I'm going to be between you and me. I like <laughs> that proper kind of like falling cities buildings. falling. I, London like a weather? Like a London weather? Is, I was going to say, Gerald Butler and The Rock are yeah. like the two best. Yeah. Gerald Butler has done some All that, you know, ones. helicopters smashing into parliament. That yeah, kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. That's, I'm, I'm Whilst one man is just trying to save the day and trying to save his hot wife. Yes. Uh, get out. He's like shit. twenty years younger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The one with Will Smith and the um, Independence Day, Independence like Day. that. For example, is that a pretty good? Yeah, I mean that's a great, a classic of the genre. Cookie, yeah. cookie he cutter. slaps the shit out of a uh, alien. Yeah. Welcome to Earth. Does he? Yeah, he did. Oh, he's he got previous. <laughs> <laughs> but I love. Um, what was the one when when? California was falling into the ocean. Is that San Andreas? Oh, might, I love San Andreas. California has fallen into the ocean. But then there was another one. It might have been 2012. Uh, I think 2012 was, was like New Matt York. Damon or someone like that. But yeah, San Andreas. Day after tomorrow. Or yeah. No, that's New yes. York. That was, no, Day After Tomorrow. Well, Day After Tomorrow is the whole world, man. Oh, yeah. San Andreas is California. And that's The Rock. That's The Rock. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. there's that bit where he's in a speedboat and he's trying to get yeah. that his daughter who is basically about, I think, realistically, only about 10 years younger than he is, and who I think also plays like his girlfriend in Baywatch or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> a world of no bras, right? <laughs> um, I was a big fan of the Planet of the Apes trilogy, which I thought was greatly underrated. Oh, and he's yeah. the director. Uh, he directed the last two Planet of the Apes, and then he's the director of the new Batman, which I still have yet to oh, see. Oh, Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. Yeah. Is it yeah, Rise, yeah. Dawn, War... Of the Apes. War, I think, was the last. Yeah. There's yeah. the James Franco one. Which oh, I yeah. like. I like. I've seen that one a lot. That I one's like that one. No, the James Franco, then. Who is the other one? I forget. Woody Harrelson's in the last one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because then by that last one, is the it the, the second or the third one where they're, the, the, the apes are talking? Second, well, he, he speaks. At the end of the first the, one, the he speaks. He speaks, and you're like, one word, and it's chilling. Yeah. yeah. What does he say? Ape. Go home, something like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> it's not ET, is it? Yes. <laughs> I just want to be in the casting call for that. So yeah, could you do that again, Lou? <laughs> ape, go home, <laughs> please. He wouldn't say please. Right, right. Rude ape. That's what I would say. That is what I always like it because, especially ape. when they've like fucked up with a. Because do you remember the Tim Burton one? Oh, that was a disaster. <laughs> with Mark Wahlberg. That was a disaster. That was, that was, that the, was remake. the remake before this trilogy. Yeah, was I'm it. so confused. Right. So there was the early one, like from the, 70s. from the 70s, right? There were like three or mm. four from the 70s. Right. But they weren't films or they were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all films. And they were based on books? There were about seven or five, I think, of the original films. And then for many, many years, nothing happened. And then I think there were maybe have been a US TV show or something. Yeah. But then they came back in... It was like Tim, early 2000. Tim the CGI to get better. Uh, I think they thought it was better at that point, terrible. but the acting was shit. So uh, Helena Bonham Carter was it. in it. She was oh my god, she already <laughs> looks like an ape a little bit with that hair, you know. So it wasn't too wasn't too much of a stretch. Mark Wahlberg is in that one. Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg, yeah, 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 yeah. really bad. Yeah, yeah, it's really terrible. What, uh, but then it was remade with James Franco. That was brilliant. Yeah. But they, but there was a vision for it, so it had like a, it was already yeah, yeah. And actually, talking about big gorilla films, uh, uh, another one of the rocks, uh, good ones, Rampage. Did you ever see that one? 
where it's like oh no how George. is it that was jokes it's literally like because i think rampage used to be the video game the arcade game and then the rock was like i used to play that i'm going to turn that into a movie right so it's like the rock and then there's two massive gorillas fighting each other and he's like he does sign language to a gorilla and that's how he talks to it so he's like do, he's like signing of course he does he's signing to a gorilla it's real be- coda <laughs> right yeah. in, in the tradition of I mean coda wouldn't have been made if the rock hadn't you know proof of concept gorillas right? of deaf adults yeah right <laughs> goda <laughs> um. on a boat are they on a boat if they're not on a boat I'm not bothered uh, they're in a they're in a plane they're in a plane <laughs> they're on a plane the thing that I like about it is it's, it's got um, it's got what's her name naomi harris who is like a really good naomi actress. harris naomi harris that's it he's a phenomenal actress and i think it's the first time i know she's in um she plays like money penny in like the james bonds as yes well. but this felt like one of those films where it's like you're doing this for the money <laughs> like, like they're all doing it for, We're the all money. Doing it for the money yeah, yeah. well w- sally hawkins was in two of the godzilla films Oh yeah, of Oscar course. nominated Sally Hawkins. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Um, it's been wonderful having you. But is there anything? Uh, just last things that you'd like love to recommend to people that they think you think they should go check out? Uh, yeah. So I just in the in the pandemic, I just I don't know what I you just needed something to do, right? And so there's this feature on Twitter, or they bought another company, you know. And you know how a lot of a lot of brands and whatever are doing email newsletters. It's like mm. a big thing, newsletter marketing and all this bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I just created this email. It's it's a format, you know. And so this email is it's called Quality Time, and it's a it's a, a five point bulletin. So it's just five things that I've found or that I'm commenting on. So. Um, you know, it could be something in the news. It could be something I found on YouTube. It could be uh, um, something I found online. It's just all sorts of stuff. It's like a, it's like, it's like having a column in the paper. You know, yeah, what I'm yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, lots of people have dropped off. Don't worry. They're like, okay, thank you. That three of them was fine. Weekly, that's a lot from you. I don't need that much David Mills in my life. Uh, but uh, a lot of people have also hung on to it. Uh, and David, like, where can people see you? Where can they hear you? Where can they? Oh, they've always got the newsletter. Yeah, uh, they can check out uh, me on all the socials at David Mills D E P T, like department at David Mills Dept. <laughs> and um, that's where you'll see, my, you know, Instagram. I, I mostly put my Upcoming gigs on Instagram, yeah, stories and um, and on Twitter, you'll you can find me as well there, and that's where I post my newsletter, so you can sign up for my newsletter. And also, if you guys, if I give you guys the gospel playlist, can you put it on something? Oh, yes, Paul, is that definitely. possible? Yeah, we, right. brilliant. Thank you so much, David. Yeah, thanks, David. Oh, thank you. Really thank it. you. Happy oh. to be here. The wonderful David Mills there. What a chat. What a guy. What a chat. What a guy. Still here. (laughs) Can't can't get rid of him. That's what they say. You know, that's my sort of tagline. David Mills. Can't get rid of him. Listen, follow these two on the cultural vacuums on uh, Twitter and cultural vacuums on Instagram and uh, get more. And I will get the gun off you now, David. You can stop saying it. Here's the key for the handcuffs. Thanks very much. Goodbye. Kinky.